Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. All right, everybody. It looks like we are officially live. You know, for the, there's going to be two types of people that are, are here that are listening. And the first group of people are my podcast listeners, the Agent Investor podcast that I've been hosting for the past, probably at this point, over four years. And a lot of you are used to a format where I'm interviewing people live. And I love interviewing um, successful real estate agents that have had success as investors. And we've been doing that for you know a, a bunch of years. Um, but I've had a plan for quite a while to really ramp up the agent investor community. And I got this idea probably three or four years ago um, and all the components that we were planning on offering, the training, the mentorship, the Facebook group, the live streams, the in-person events. And I needed to get the rest of my business, my actual investing business to a point where I could actually dedicate more time to the Asian investor community. So my plan um, was always to just continue the podcast, um, give you guys good content that way. And when I was able to kind of get more time, really build out the Asian investor community, which is what I'm starting to do now. So one of the things that I'm going to be changing, um, you know, this is day one of the change is I'm going to be adding in to the Asian investor podcast live streams. And the live streams that I'm doing, um, and there's people that are listening to me right now live on Facebook. So it's one thing, you know, to interview super successful agents um, and get their stories. And I think there's a lot of value to that. But um, I want to take it one step further for everybody that's in the Asian investor community to really answer any and all questions that you all have. So what I've been focused on in the last month is creating the Agent Investor Facebook group. For those of you who are listening to the podcast right now and you're not in the Agent Investor Facebook group, all that you need to do is go to www.agentinvestor.com and you can you know, get into the group for free. The group is where I'm going to be providing a lot more weekly support. Within the group, I'm going to be posting um, valuable content uh, you know, one, two, three times a week. I don't want to overload people with a, a bunch of just junk posts. I know I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups myself, and some of them I don't even look at because you, you have to, you know, filter through what's junk and what's not. So my goal within the Agent Investor Facebook group is to provide really good content and only post good content and not post junk. Again, just go to agentinvestor.com and sign up for the Facebook group. Now throughout the week, and again, now I'm talking to both the people that are listening on the podcast and aren't live, but also the people that are live in the Facebook group, um, ask questions throughout the week. Every week, I'm gonna do a live stream like the one that we're on today, Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Oh man, I screwed that one up. I, I did a post and I said Tuesday at 11 and 
multiple people reached out what time zone i forget that there are multiple time zones um and that not everybody in this group is on eastern standard time like i am but it's going to be 11 a.m eastern standard time but throughout the week in the agent investor facebook group when i do a post i'm going to say hey what questions what things can i help everybody in the group with throughout the week um, so that i can get a good idea of how to answer your questions so my goal is to provide you know free support um to everybody that's in the community to make sure that you guys you know all get what you need um so with that being said um the facebook group is going to be used not only to ask questions but i would love it for all of you that have had success stories um agents that have had investing success stories to post them you know if, if something big happens and i'm going to be talking about agent success stories throughout the course of this live stream today so what i did in the last month like i mentioned is i i built out that agent investor um facebook group and we've got 3100 members now in the group which i'm really really proud of in the short period of time that i've been promoting the group having said that we have over 2 million real estate agents throughout the united states and I can guarantee that way more than 3,100 real estate agents um, can get valuable content from this group. Um, I truly believe that every real estate agent should invest in some capacity. And even agents that are not you know, investing right now, a lot of them should consider working with investors as ways to get multiple transactions throughout the year. So if you know anybody somebody in your office somebody that's an agent maybe not even in your office that could benefit from the agent investor community from being in the facebook group please invite them into the group all you need to do is share the link www.agentinvestor.com and it'll pop it right up and they can they can get into here so um with that being said um i do want to recap really quickly the agent investor event that we just had at the end of July. Moving forward, one of the things, again, that I'm adding on, that I'm bolting on, now that I have more time um, to build out this community, I hired um, a COO for, for my, my brokerage business. Uh, I've, I've hired a sales manager for my flipping business, so I'm, I'm getting a lot more time back. So one of the other things I'm gonna be doing is running uh, live quarterly events. So at the quarterly events, um, you know, we're going to be doing two day, two days of great information and we just wrapped up two days. So I want to cover some of the highlights because I think some of the things that kind of came across are important for everybody that's listening right now. Uh, first things first, we had a great turnout. We had over 120 agents show up to the agent investor um, two day investor conference. It's a pretty cool conference. It was at the um, it was locating in Peabody, which is about 20 miles uh, north of Boston. We're looking at a, a venue for the next one coming up, but we got great attendance. Um, we're looking to get 200 people for the next event, which is going to be held on the Thursday, Friday, the first week of November. I believe it's November 3rd and November 4th. So I always ask real estate agents to say, hey, can you make you know this next upcoming event? And invariably, um, a lot of agents, you know, have plans. You know, I'll, I'll start promoting the event two, three, four weeks in advance. So with that being said, I'm giving you guys ample time 
block it off on your calendar all day, November 3rd, November 4th. Um, I'm going to be giving early access free tickets to people who sign up early. And, and soon I'm going to let everybody know how you can sign up for free. Um, but that those tickets will become at least $197, potentially $297 as we get closer to the event and we're, we're nearing capacity. But we're looking for 200 people for that event, November 3rd, November 4th, fr uh, Thursday and Friday. But we had a great event nonetheless with 120 people. Um, I'm going to be doing something really cool. And I really believe that every real estate agent should invest. I believe in it so much that I'm going to encourage and officially announce something right now that we're going to do that's really cool for the November and no, November 3rd and November 4th event, which is we're going to be giving away um, a two-person all-inclusive trip to Aruba. And all that you have to do to enter into that drawing is to bring a friend, bring a real estate agent friend that has never been to an agent investor seminar before. Okay, it's really, really easy. I'm sure everybody on this call right now has multiple agents that they could think of that could benefit from learning how to invest in real estate. And every agent that you bring that has never been to one of my events, you will, you yourself will get one drawing into that uh, Aruba trip giveaway. So a little bit of motivation to spread the love, to help out other agents in the community, and to get people to hear our message, they can definitely benefit from it. So again, you know, think about that. Think about blocking off November 3rd and November 4th. Um, uh, it certainly will be somewhere around Greater Boston within a 20 or 30 mile radius of Greater Boston. For those of you who are listening and are not in the Greater Boston market, it'll definitely be in the Greater Boston market for sure. Um, so spread the love. I appreciate everybody doing that. Um, next thing I want to talk about quickly that's something that we did at the two-day event is we showed everybody and we took everybody to a 19-unit ground-up apartment building that we are constructing and almost finished with. It's a really cool property tour. We've done property tours in the past for single families, two families, you know, three-family condo conversions, but we've never um, actually had an apartment building that we were wrapping up that we could show people. And I talked at the conference, and this is kind of what I want to get across to a lot of the people who are listening right now, is that um, we have transitioned our entire portfolio from two families and three families and four families and five families and six families to apartments. And I talked a lot about the reasons that, that we're doing that. But one of the major reasons is just the economics of how things work in the market right now. If you're in my market or in most markets across the country right now, but especially like Boston or L.A. or like really high expensive markets right now, it's really, really tough to make small multifamilies work right now on a cash flow basis. We always preach, and this isn't something that I preach always. This isn't something that I, came, I made up, but you've got a cash flow out of the gate on anything that you're buying. And I remember, you know, back when we started in real estate, you could buy a three family in any city in greater Boston and you can make, you know, $2,000 a month just by owning a three family. And because of the craziness with the lack of inventory in our market and a lot of markets across the country, these margins have gotten razor thin to the point where 
if you have one tenant in a three-family building not paying you now, a lot of times you can't afford to, to make the payment. So, you know, we believe that those assets have just gotten a lot more risky and some of the prices have become too high to where we've transitioned and sold off all of our two to 10 unit buildings. And we're doing now all 20 to 100 unit, mostly ground up construction, which, by the way, um, is something that anybody can do. And today's live stream is not going to be about transitioning, you know, into apartment buildings for some of you. That may be uh, way too intimidating right now. But the one thing I will say about it is that, you know, getting into apartments, it's a team sport. So I can tell you that we have multiple people. We have multiple partners on every deal. Um, some people bring capital to the table. Some people bring skills. Some people bring the deals. But they're all, you know, a team effort. And so don't discount the fact that you could be a part of a big deal like an apartment deal, um, either with us or with somebody else. Um, if you have some tools to bring to the table, again, whether it's a deal or whether it's labor or whether it's capital, there's a lot of ways that you can get into those. And these apartment deals are, um, they're safer, they're easier to manage and the numbers work, you know, really well right now. Um, so no money deals, which is, you know, one of the focuses I'm going to talk about today. And by the way, I'm seeing all the comments in the comment section ask any questions that you want. And even more important is for the people that are on live right now, I'm here. I'm not going to stop, you know, live streaming this until all of your questions are answered. So use this live stream as a chance to ask any questions. I don't care. Hijack it. I don't care how many questions you have or what you need help with or what topic you want me to talk about. Um, I'm not saying I can answer everything, but I am pretty confident in my ability when it comes to investing. So most likely, whether whatever topic you're going to throw out there, I can probably talk somewhat intelligently on or provide you with the right resource. So use that comment section if you guys have any questions. The reason I want to talk about no money, I was as I was inviting people to the two-day seminar that we had um, a couple of weeks ago, one of the biggest um, objections I got for people coming is that, hey, Tom, yeah, no, I'm really interested in real estate. Um, I definitely want to come to one of your upcoming events, but not now because I don't have the money. And it's interesting because every time that somebody says that to me, it's like my brain you know, starts to kind of go crazy because you're telling somebody, myself, who had no money to start, that you can't invest in real estate without having money. So it's, it's one of these things for me that's really difficult to hear. Because it's basically like saying my life is not true, right? My life is a lie, right? Um, and it's one of these things where it's tough to get people to believe that they can do deals with no money because it seems, it seems on face value untrue or unreasonable or that like the person who's saying it is trying to like pitch you something or sell you a coaching program or whatever. I did my best to kind of plead my case like, hey, you don't need to you don't need any money to start. And, you know, most of the people, unfortunately, um, in my opinion, kind of just had, you know, blinders on and they really weren't listening to what I was saying. I'm sure some of them did, but it, it appeared to me. And I believe that when it comes to doing deals with no money down, a lot of people just aren't really listening. They're not open to the information that you're giving them. And it's unfortunate because 
there's a lot of ways to do deals with no money. Um, and they're not that complicated. Not all of them are easy, right? I mean, nothing worth doing, nothing worth having, nothing, no big accomplishment is going to be easy, but they're all doable. And again, with my particular story, you know, I had, you know, $6,000 in my bank account when I started investing in real estate. Um, so again, anybody that tells me that they it can't be done, it's just like, really? Like I did it and I did it in a pretty big way. I mean, I've had a lot of success in investing and, you know, I'm not perfect. I've certainly made a lot of mistakes, but I've had substantial success without having any capital to start. So the first thing when it comes to raising capital, I'm sorry, not raising capital. The first thing when it comes to doing deals with none of your own money is just to like let your brain expand and be open to the information that I'm about to give you and not to be super skeptical to say, oh, that can't happen. What I'm telling you are things that not only can happen, but they're things that I've personally done and other agents that I've worked with. That's the other thing. So I'm going to give you an example. One one example. I said I'm going to give you some unique ways to kind of do deals with no money. And uh, one of these, I talked a few minutes ago about getting into like big apartment buildings. And I, I said that big apartment buildings have a lot of advantages. And a lot of people would say, well, you know, how could I ever do a big apartment deal without having a bunch of capital because these deals by the way they require millions of dollars of capital right these these projects are 15 to 50 million dollar projects where you need at least a few million dollars for a down payment um you need a, you have a, you have to have a net worth requirement you have to have an experience requirement so you know on face value you would say how do you get into them well let me tell you a way that an agent at my office got into them um, just by working with us. Um, so it's it's ironic because we have always really done uh, fix and flips that were that are like one to four units, and we've always bought in um, rental properties that have been you know one to ten units. Never really did anything bigger, but it's interesting how the universe works because as soon as we decided that we wanted to do bigger units deals started to come to us. And I, I it's weird because I'm I'm so big on direct to seller marketing and you know creating systems to find transactions, but we've had a lot of apartment deals just brought to us from agents. And so as soon as we kind of started telling people, hey, we're looking for apartments, um, someone at our office, Mike, and I'm not going to say his last name in case he wants it to be private, but um Mike from our office uh, came to us and he says, I've got a 88 unit mill building in Nashua, New Hampshire. I said, wow, that's awesome. Um, congratulations. And he said, would you have any interest in working or partnering with, with me on it? And as soon as somebody says that, you know, you've got to think in your head what we know, what it means. It means, you know, do you want to put capital into this deal? Because, um, you know, otherwise, I mean, Mike's a great guy. We have a really good relationship with them. He's been an agent with our company for four years. And, you know, I'm sure he'd love to help us and I'd love to help him. But at the end of the day, somebody doesn't bring you that great of a deal. And it was a great deal um, without, you know, you bringing something to the table. And on these bigger apartment deals, you do need to, you have multiple people and they're all bringing different stuff to the table. And so he brought us this great deal and he said, would you have any interest in looking into it? And 
I don't want to make the story longer than it has to be. Long story short, we underwrote the deal. It was a great deal. We really liked it. And we cut a deal with him that we were going to be a certain percentage partners. He was going to be a certain percentage partners. Um, he was going to do certain things on the deal. We were going to do certain things on the deal. We're putting up capital. We're putting up our net worth requirement. We're signing on the loan. And he's going to be a part of building the building. He found the deal. And he's going to be involved in the property management. And all that we really did was say, well, what what is each piece worth? What's the capital piece worth? Um, what is the finding the deal piece worth? What is managing it worth? What is managing the construction worth? And we all we just put the numbers down on paper and um, we came to a to a deal. So the point of this, though, was how do you do deals with no money? And one of the ways that you can do deals with no money is by having a great deal to start. So if you have a great deal to start, there's always somebody, especially in a super hot market um, like we're in. And again, you know, there 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 are markets, you know, across the country um, that most markets across the country are hot. And and it doesn't really matter what market you're in. If you have a great deal, a, a deal that's, that's a, a better than average, um, you can definitely work those out. Um Two people, you know, asked some questions about the percentages that um, that we gave, and I don't want to give the give out the percentages. Only I would give them out if it was just me, but I don't want to, you know, give somebody else's financial information out. But let me just kind of give you guys like you know an outline of kind of like how things can work. So the first thing to think about <clears throat> is what is finding the deal worth. Now, when we talk about finding a deal. We're talking about finding a great deal. We are not talking about going on the MLS, right? We call the MLS the multiple losing service. We're not going on the MLS. We're not going on public. We're not going on LoopNet. We're not getting access to deals that everybody has access to. We're talking about finding off-market deals, okay? How much is that percentage worth? And again, you can come up with any number that you want, but what I typically see is somewhere between like 10 and 20% for the person that just found the deal, okay? If it's a killer deal, maybe it's even a little bit more than 20, maybe it's 25 or 30%, okay? Now, then there's the capital piece, okay? Now on these big, big deals, you're talking about millions of dollars. So the capital piece in and of itself, again, these can fluctuate, but it's typically somewhere between 30 and 50%. Again, it, this is all negotiable. This is one of the great things about real estate. I can tell you guys what a what percentage I, we did with, with Mike, but it really doesn't matter because it's just what works for everybody. Okay? Then there's who's managing the construction, okay, which is probably worth another like 10 or 15 or 20 or maybe maybe 25% depending on how big of a construction project it is, how long it takes how much on-site management is involved, et cetera. And then, um, and then there's the, the signing on the loan. The signing on the loan is a big deal for these bigger projects. Um, whoever signs on the loan has to have a net worth requirement. Okay, so the one thing about these big apartment deals is like uh, these you have to have a net worth requirement. So all of these components are worth a certain amount. And again, whatever works for all parties is certainly you know feasible. Um, Helena said, "What is the finder's fee percentage?" Um, again, that's 
certainly like all negotiable, right? And, and again, that can be any, anywhere from probably five to 20%, right? If it's a great deal, this is, this is the thing, right? Um, it has to be off market. It has to be a really great deal. It has to be something that nobody else has access to. It has to be something that's discounted. And this is, you know, when we talk about, like, well, people will say, how do I do deals with no money? I say, well, get a great deal. And the easiest thing I can explain to all of you in a simple way, and I know probably at least two thirds of the people are in greater Boston. So I'm going to give a greater Boston example. And of course, you can extrapolate this out to any market in the country. A three family in a city like East Boston, right, which is a town near where I grew up, um, is probably worth somewhere around a million dollars today. Now, if you're able to get a contract to buy that property that's worth a million dollars for, say, seven fifty, which is stuff that we do all the time, I guarantee there are 10 investors that will either partner with you or pay you a finder fee for that deal. So you could be a part of that three-family deal just by having the actual contract to buy the property. Okay. Now, people will say, well, oh, how do you do deals with no money? That's one way. Is it, is it super easy? No. You have to do a lot of work, and we're not going to focus you know, today on how to find off-market discounted deals because that would be another hour that could, be, that could certainly be a whole nother live stream. Maybe it should be another live stream if people, enough people have questions on it. But that's one way, okay? Hey everyone, this is Tom Caffarella. I want to quickly interrupt the podcast to number one, thank all of my loyal listeners of the Agent Investor Podcast and tell you guys really quickly about an exciting event we have coming up. Uh, it's a two-day event. It's called the Passive Income Real Estate Investor Event um, that you can find out more details at PassiveIncomeEvent.com. We're going to be doing a two-day training session teaching all of the agents and all of the investors at the event on how to achieve financial freedom through real estate. If you're like me and your goal is to not work 80, 100 hours a week grinding, selling real estate, flipping homes, um, definitely check out this event. We're going to teach you how to build a passive income portfolio so that you can retire, so that you can work when you want, how you want, and ultimately achieve financial freedom. So again, go to PassiveIncomeEvent.com for more details. And we look forward to seeing you at the upcoming event. Another example that, that happened with another a team in our office, um, this, is, this was about maybe six to nine months ago. Again, uh, Luis, Luis Hay from Pennsylvania. Yeah, see, I know that there's people here that are not Mass. If you're not from Mass or New Hampshire, type in the comment section. I'm just curious where, where people are from right now, just so I can get in, an idea like who, who, who's on live that I'm talking to. But um, – a team from our office, my brokerage, I've got a brokerage of 350 agents. Um, they know we flip homes. They brought us a deal. And they said, hey, this is my friend's mother. Well, my friend's mother passed away. They inherited a home. And we have, we're thinking about flipping the house. But we're agents and we don't really want to manage the construction. Would you partner with us? 
another example of, of a time where we partnered on a deal and this is a deal and this is a deal where both parties, this was a 50, 50 split. We both made six figures, literally six figures. Now, was that a typical deal? No, it was not a typical deal. And would we have partnered with them if the whole entire flip would have made $20,000 and we would have made 10,000 each? No. And that's the whole point. And that's what you have to kind of wrap your brain around. Okay. This, this agent from my office didn't have the experience renovating. They wanted to do a deal, you know, with little to no money into it. They had the contract, right? They had the asset. They controlled the asset. So they had the ability to say, Hey, Tom, do you and your team want to work with us? And I looked at the deal and I said, wow, this is pretty darn profitable. This is a great deal. This is an off-market deal. This is not on MLS, right? So do I want to do it? Yeah, I want to make money, right? So, so that was another example. Again, I've named two examples of people that are just in my brokerage that, that, we, that we did deals with. Um, another way to do it with no money down, which is how I did it, um, was to raise capital. Okay, so... Um, I've raised a bunch of capital for projects that we've done over the course of our, you know, 15 ish, uh, you know, career as investors. And the thing about raising money that's important, uh, and I always say this to people, it's interesting because when we're talking about like, um, doing deals with no money, most people incorrectly think that there are people out there with unlimited capital that are just buying up all these assets. And it's interesting because the majority of the population, you know, doesn't have more than like a million dollars liquid majority. I mean, I don't know the percentages. It's probably over 95% of people, maybe even bigger than that. But I can tell you for sure that the vast majority of the population doesn't have enough money to do a lot of deals. Now we talked about, um, and Luis said three units in his area are like 150 to 180, which is crazy. But yeah, three, three families, three units in our area are close to a million bucks. So this is the thing. Most people will say, you, you know, oh, the people with all the money are doing these deals. But even if you had $5 million of liquid cash, which now we're getting into like more, less than 1% less than of the population has that. How many multifamilies can you buy in the greater Boston area with $5 billion liquid? Five? So you can get 15 units? It's nothing. So anybody that even has a little bit of money, like a tiny little bit of money, still can't do much. So most people that are real estate investors get good at raising capital. And in fact, there's only really a few things that you need to get good at as an investor. Number one, finding great deals. And we talked about why finding great deals is important. Two, finding money. And three, finding good labor. Okay, those are the three things. Now, you're an agent, you're on here. Do you need to be good at all three? Nope, I wasn't good at all three. I still don't know how to manage a project. I don't know much about construction at all. I'm a CPA by trade. I'm an analytics person. I'm you know, white collar all the way, like no blue collarness to me at all, just because, you know, my father was blue collar. He didn't want me to be blue collar for whatever reason. 
And um, I never learned anything. I learned nothing. In fact, it's kind of crazy, you know, it, around my house, my wife does a lot of the blue collar stuff. And my father-in-law always busts my shops all the time. Anything, anytime anything's like broken, he's like, oh yeah, just have to, just have Tommy fix it. Cause he knows that I'm, you know, garbage. I, I can't do anything like that whatsoever. So I didn't have any of the blue collar. Um, I learned how to raise capital and I learned how to find deals. Um, and so, um, so, you know, there's, there's multiple ways to do this, but one thing that some of you may want to learn a skill that you might want to learn is how to raise capital. You don't need to raise capital to, to, to do these deals, but most investors, as they go along, they do find out how to raise capital and we teach on that. We definitely, we spend at least 90 minutes at our two day seminars on raising capital because it's that important. Again, if you're not, you know, if, if you haven't done so already, block off November 3rd and November 4th, Thursday, Friday of 2022. Um, and I'll get you guys, you early birds, um, some free tickets. But raising capital is another way to do it. And there are plenty of ways to raise capital. Another way that's an interesting way to do it, which is a way that, in theory, the agents that brought us that deal where we made six figures each could have done it, is you can actually partner with an owner. You could partner with an owner on a flip or on, you know, a multifamily or on an apartment deal. In fact, we have an apartment deal right now where we're going to be we're going to be doing the same uh, thing. We're actually going to be partnering with the person that owns the apartment building. I'll give you two examples of this. So the the person um, they had capital. They had a group of investors. They they bought this big building in a state that's adjacent to Massachusetts. I don't want to give too many details because we're still working on this deal. But um, it's a hundred unit building, and they bought it. They had the money, and they can't figure out how to get the construction done. And there are plenty of people out there that have this problem where they've got money but they don't have the other things. Remember, you need to have a great deal. You need to have money. You need to be able to do the construction. So in this case, they, they didn't know how to do the construction. So when we looked at the building, we talked to them because they were selling it. We said, why aren't you doing the deal? And they said, well, because you know we don't know how to pull off the construction. We thought we could figure it out. We're struggling. So we want to just dump it. So we talked to them some more and we said, well, what was the objective for you? And the objective for them was that they, they wanted to, to own this asset long term. And we said, well, what if we could come in and do the construction and then we're partners in the deal and you own the asset, we own the asset long term. And that's the deal we're working on right now. Another example of doing a deal with somebody with with no with no money in, into it. Um, I, I, and so that comes up on all different types of deals. You might meet with a seller whose house needs a lot of work and you know you may be able to come in and do the construction while they own it and partner that way. And, and there's companies that actually, you know, focus on that specifically. And one more way, and, and there are so many different ways to kind of do this, but one thing that's probably likely going to happen, and I'm going to make a little bit of a prediction, I, you know, economic predictions are tough because um, they, can, they can come back to bite you. But um, asset values have been so high for so long. The market feels like it's kind of correcting right now, and there's there's likely going to be some people that get behind on their payments if they're losing their jobs. And if asset values are going down, 
you know, they may have trouble keeping up with their payments and they may not be able to sell it for fair market value. So what some, some people do is they'll do like kind of like a lease option where they'll take over the payments and they have an exercise on the contract later down the road to purchase. It could be two, three, four, five years down the road when asset prices are up again. So there's just so many different ways and I could just keep going on and on to do deals with no money. What I want all of you to think about right now, number one is, do you believe me? Do you actually believe what I'm saying? Type into the comment section. I'm curious, those that are alive, like, do you believe that you can do deals with no money down or are you still skeptical? Either put that you believe into the comment section or that you're still skeptical because I just want to see kind of who we've got here and, and, and what you guys, you know, truly think because if until you believe that you can do deals with no money, um, it, it, it truly is, is it's tough, you know, to, 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 to do anything, right? If you believe, and again, the stuff I'm telling you is stuff that we do all the time. We don't, we don't necessarily, uh, our whole business isn't run on the fact that we, we want to do deals with no money, but you have to understand that, you know, we've got, at this point, we have 300 apartment units that we're doing. That's not all our capital. It's just not, you know, I mean, if it was, if that was all my capital, geez, I'd want to say I would retire, but I would never retire from real estate because it's too fun, to be honest with you. So we got a couple of skepticals and I, I like that. I appreciate you guys honestly being honest. Um, but let me know, like, what are you skeptical about? Because I am curious. It's okay to be skeptical. Um, I Frankly, just to be, again, you know, fully transparent, I was very skeptical that you could do deals with no money too when I first started. It, it wasn't until actually my first deal I did with no money. Let me tell you that story. Um, so when, when I started, I was a real estate agent and I got a lead for a person that had a two family in a, a city called Somerville, which is actually where my dad grew up. But it, it, it's a pretty popular um, city for, for people now. Um, it used to actually be a really rundown town, but it's pretty high end at this point. We got this lead on a two family in, um, in Somerville, Massachusetts. This is, this is really like my first investment deal that actually my brokerage Cameron real estate group is named after because it, the, the property address is 13 Cameron Ave in Somerville, Massachusetts. And so we got a lead uh, to go out and meet the seller for this two family. I walked in, um, she was a hoarder and she did not want to put her property on the MLS. And, and this is something that like, if you're an agent, you have to understand that five to 10% of all sellers don't want a traditional listing. They don't want people in their house. They don't want to have to update their house. And those are the types of properties we buy. So I went out to this appointment. She was a hoarder. She was super embarrassed. She barely let me into the property. And she did eventually let me in. I kind of had to like beg and plead my way in. And she let me in and she kind of showed me around and she just wanted to get out of the house. She knew she had a, she knew she had a hoarding issue. She was embarrassed about it, but she also wanted to get out. Like she knew that the only way that she could stop 
being in that situation was to leave. She wanted to leave everything behind and she was like good with it. And she said it would be tough, but she just wants to do that. She doesn't, she doesn't want her neighbors to know how she's living. She doesn't want anybody to see it. And so she said, I just want a cash offer. And this is a property that was worth at least $450,000 at the time. And I said, you know, if you don't want to show it, we have to make you like a kind of a low offer. And she was like, price is not my concern. You know, I don't want you to give me nothing, but price is not my priority. I want to be out of here and I don't want anybody to know how I live. Those are the two things I care about. I want to have enough money to get somewhere and I don't want to have an open house. So I said, would $300,000 work? Again, bear in mind that this is a $450,000 property. And she said, yep, that'll work. So I left her house and I basically panicked because I walked out of her house with a signed agreement to buy her house for $300,000 and I had no money in the bank, zero. And um, so I, I panicked, but luckily at that time I had a mentor and this is another theme that you know I'll keep hitting on over and over again. If you want to invest in real estate, you have to get around other people who are doing it because a lot of the things that are done as investors you're going to be skeptical about because you don't see them commonly happening. But if you're around other investors, if you come to our conferences, if you listen to the podcast, if you're in the Facebook group, if you're with our brokerage, if you're one of our capital partners, if you're around us doing it, seeing us do it, you're, after a while, you're going to have to believe it. So I left that property with that $300,000 contract on a property that had a, a value of four fifty. dollars and driving home, I called my mentor, and my mentor's name was Aaron. And I said, Aaron, I just signed a great deal, but I have no money. And you know, he said to me, he said, well, here's the thing. Worst case scenario, you could sell me that contract for $50,000, but you shouldn't sell it to me for $50,000 because I'm not going to be your highest bidder. Your highest bidder is going to be somebody who turns that into condos and they're going to pay you a lot more. So all I did was network around to other agents who worked with investors in that area. And I got a $415,000 offer sight unseen. And I made via an assignment contract, $115,000 without that person even going inside the property because they didn't care what it looked like because they were going to gut it. So I made $115,000 on that deal, achieving all of the objectives, the seller's objective, my objective, I did it with no money, et cetera. Um, so yeah, so I, I asked the people who were skeptical, let me know, continue to, to post in here in the comment section what you're skeptical about, because um, I don't see any reasons other than just skepticism. If it's just that you're skeptical because you know, maybe this is the first time you're hearing this stuff. That's okay too. Um, but let me know the why. Okay. So a lot of stuff. I mean, we talked a lot about doing deals with no money. Again, what I want you guys to think about after, after this is over, um, keep in mind, I can't teach you everything about doing deals with no money and in an hour. So whatever follow-up questions that you all have, you know, that that's the 
opportunity to go into the Facebook group, ask questions on this live stream, preferably, so the other people who are watching it can see the questions. All right. Um, but yeah, so we we talked about a lot of different a lot of different things with no money down. Um, I do want to get into some other questions that other people have. But again, if you do have anything right now in the comment section, just type it in. It doesn't have to be on the topic that we're talking about right now. It doesn't have to be about doing deals with no money down. It can be about any topic. But um, the next question I got was from Sarah, and I am going to say her last name because she's with our brokerage, Sarah Comfort. She asked a question, um, how do you do quick deals? How do you um, do budgets for deals quickly so that you don't lose a deal? All right, so... This is um this is almost going to be kind of like a, a three part answer to this. Um, the first thing is, and this is going to be something that most people are going to be uncomfortable with, but it needs to be said because it is one of the one of the the cornerstones. One of the the I don't know if that's the right word. It's one of the most important things when it comes to investing, which is. If you think you have a deal, you lock up the deal, you ask questions later. And I know for everybody on here who's a real estate agent, this is going to be like either shocking or you're going to like really fight this. You're going to fight this hard because if you're um, a real estate agent like I am and was when I started, remember everybody who's on here, I was an agent before I was an investor. So everything that you guys do I know I've got a brokerage I deal with everything anything that you can say to me I understand so you're used to if you're an agent that's never invested you're used to a client going to an open house no no well let's start back it up you're used to a client meeting with a client they tell you all their wants and needs right and then you know they start searching online and then they see a property that they want to see and you and them are probably having a conversation about that property. Then that person's probably doing a drive-by. Then they're probably talking about that property with you before the open house. Then they're going to the open house. They're looking at it. Okay. Then after the open house, you and them are having multiple discussions. Is this the right property? Oh, I don't know. Like the, the bedroom sizes are a little bit too small. Or I wanted something with a garage. It didn't have a garage or the backyard. And it's like hemming and hawing and... It's like you have all the time in the world to kind of make an offer. And then the client either decides to make an offer or not. And even when they make an offer, we've got 5,000 contingencies in that offer. You know, and you can back out for pretty much any reason in a regular traditional residential contract. So investing is almost completely different because if something is a great deal, you don't have all the time in the world to make a decision. So this is, Sarah, what I want to get across to you first and foremost, is that if you have a great deal and you know it's a great deal, you want to make sure that you lock it up. Ask questions later. Now, one thing, Sarah, because you're an inner circle member, you can go to us, right? If you don't want, if, if you are too nervous to lock it up on your own, all you have to do because you're an inner circle member, is send me a message on Facebook. Hey, Tom, got this potential deal. I can get it for this price. What do you think? And I'll, I'll, I'll do the homework for you. 
Um, I'll do the homework for you because you're an inner circle member. Okay. But she's talking about budgets. Okay. So I do want to hit on budgets uh, because I said this is a multiple step answer. Um, there is a tool that I want to give everybody access to right now that's free. It's something that me and my team created. It is not perfect. But if you've got like 10 minutes to, to come up with a budget, it's almost like the Zestimate of budgets. Now, I know we got a lot of agents on here and some of you really hate Zillow and you hate Zestimates and some of you think they're a good tool. So I, I say that, you know, biting my tongue a little bit. But if you go to www.oceancitybudget.com, you go to that URL, you can click on the link. It's a very, very basic website that will go through how we break up in a Zestimate-ish way a budget. And all that you need to do is literally just go down and click the buttons on that website and you'll come up with the budget. It's going to be pretty accurate. Now, again, if you're investing and you're finding a great deal, it doesn't matter whether the budget is 80000 or 100000 If it's a great deal, your margin should be way bigger than that. So it doesn't matter. Of course, you don't want to miss hundreds of thousands of dollars of repairs. But in most cases, most of you are going to be dealing in smaller residential properties where having a 90% accurate budget is going to be good enough. Now, again, if you lock up a deal, what do you have to lose? So on an investment deal, you have your deposit to lose. So depending on how big of a deposit you give, that's what you could potentially lose. And of course, my recommendation would be if you can, you know, keep that budget, keep that deposit you know, fairly low so that you can, you know, feel comfortable giving it. And, you know, again, it, if you can keep it low, then you have little risk. Um, if you can ask me a question because you're in the inner circle, you can, you know, keep it low. Um, by the way, the inner circle um, is something that I'd love all of you to take advantage of. Um, most of you, who know me know that I did a lot of real estate investment coaching over the past three or four years and I gave it up and I gave it up because I was sick of taking big chunks of money from people and them not implementing. And I thought when I first started coaching um, on investing that if someone was able to cut, you know, a five figure check that they're going to be pretty darn motivated to invest in real estate and what I found was that just because you had a check, just because you could cut a five-figure check, doesn't mean that you were going to put in effort. So I, I stopped doing it because I got so frustrated um, with the whole thing. Um, believe it or not, there's going to be a crazy stat. And when I found this out, this was like the camel that broke the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Um, I went to a conference with a bunch of coaches uh, in Tampa, Florida. And we were all talking and I go, I, I, I told my problem. I said, 90% of the people that are in my program aren't doing anything, even though they paid me. And they said, oh, 10% of your people are having success. I said, yeah. I said, wow, that's actually pretty good because normally the average is 3 to 5% of all people who are in coaching programs actually do a deal. So, wow. So 95% of people who cut a five-figure check have success. Yeah, that's just the standard. And so I stopped uh, doing pay for coaching, but I created something called our inner circle, 
which gives a lot of the same access for free. Um, to find out more about joining our inner circle, um, you can go to agentinvestorinnercircle.com. Agentinvestorinnercircle.com, and you click on that link, it'll take you to my calendar. And um, basically on the call, it's a 30-minute call, we'll go through kind of your investing goals. And I'll let you know whether or not it can help you and whether or not, you know, joining the inner circle makes sense. Um, we have three ways to get in that we talk about on the call. Um, one of the ways is a paid option in the event that, you know, you don't like the other two routes. But um, the inner circle, the, the premise of it is, is that you get 24-7, 365 access to me through Facebook Messenger and email. And those of you who are uh, who know me, and who are in the inner circle know that when I say 365, you know, 24 seven, it's legit. Like as long as I'm not sleeping, I'm going to respond. Um, I'm really quick. I love real estate. I'm pretty much addicted to, to my phone and technology. So um, it's good for you guys. Cause I'll always, you know, answer a question that you need help with. Um, you also get other benefits too. Um, when we release um, a project that we need capital for, if you're somebody who has interest in investing capital into a project, you get first look at that. You also get access to the off-market deals that we have that we don't purchase. Um, you also get our entire library of close to 100 videos that I've shot. Like today, we talked about some ways that you could invest in real estate with no money. Well, I have many more videos on how to invest in real estate with no money um, in the library. And then um, you get free tickets to every quarterly event that we have, and you get um, to come to the dinner with myself and my partners and those in the inner circle, and that's all free. And that's all a part of being in the inner circle. So if you want to learn more about the inner circle, just book a call, agentinvestorinnercircle.com, um, and it's, it's right there, the link. All right, so let's move on to the next topic, because we talked about, you know, uh, doing doing deals with no money down. We talked about how to create a quick a quick budget. Um, another thing, Jay Gata, um, who is another agent at our company, asked a question on is um, can can you explain like you know the importance in the structure of back office support? And man, I love that question because it's a question that most people don't think about at all. They don't think about it at all. They don't think about the office part of being an investor. And, you know, the reality is, is that I blame HGTV. HGTV only shows, you know, 10% of being an investor. And they do it in a somewhat fictitious way on top of it. Um, being an investor is much, much more than just renovating a house, you know, and, and the renovation of a house or the renovation of any project, whether it's, you know, to get it rent ready, whether it's to flip it, whether it's to own it long-term, whether it's to build it, it's super important. I don't want to downplay it. It's just that there are so many other components that are also important that people need to understand. One of them is the back office. And so we've got, you know, when we first started, I have two other partners. And it was myself, my partner, Bill, who's my age, and Bill's dad. So the setup that we had initially was that I 
found the deals and I raised capital. Bill's dad managed the construction projects. So operations in the back office are a part that if you're like a solopreneur, you're doing it yourself, that's where you get tripped up. And, and that's the part, having a good back office is really, it's probably the number one reason we're successful, to be honest with you. Because when you don't have a solid back office structure, and we luckily had a person to do it in the beginning and an owner to do it. So he was super motivated. But when you don't have somebody handling the accounting, the taxes, the legal, the closings, making sure that your capital partners get paid, making sure that when we had the brokerage, the compliance got done, making sure that we cut checks. If that stuff isn't working and operational and going smooth, the problem that you have as the entrepreneur, like say I was just, you know, it was just me running the company, is that's the stuff that I would always put off and I get myself into some trouble. Like I'd be late filing my taxes. I'd be, I had crazy, I would have crazy messed up bookkeeping. Um, and, and the other part to it, so we started with the three of us and we had one person with back office support. But over the course of time, you know, we grew that out. And anytime I talk about my team, because we've got, I think we have 40 full-time employees at this point, something like that. And then we have a bunch of like, we, we have a team of 15 virtual assistants. So we've got like a 50-person-ish per team. I always say, don't even think about getting to that point in the beginning. In the beginning, all you want to do is make sure that you have systems set up so that if you're the only person doing it, that it's easy for you to do. And one thing that I might recommend like out of the gate, if you have a need for back office stuff, is to hire a really good virtual assistant. Um, you can use a, a ton of different companies for that, but at the at the end of the day, like we use a company called Rocket Station, R-O-C-K-E-T Station. We like them a lot because they actually help manage the virtual assistants for you and they draw up procedures for you. Um, but I would say that might be a good place to start, but you definitely have to have a good back office thing. Now, um, again, if you guys have questions, definitely tap them into the comment section. Um, so one more thing that I, that I do want to say, because, you know, we talked about agent investor and, you know, I talked about why I'm committed to doing it and how I cleared out a lot of my schedule to do it. I just want to talk about like, for those of you who are on, I want to briefly talk about why this is so important to begin with, because something that often gets missed. And, you know, when I first started as a, as a real estate agent, um, I got my license in 2005. I did real estate agent part-time. And I remember when I was doing it part, it's funny when I was doing it, part-time, I remember thinking, wow, this is so much money. Like I was making $52,000 a year as an accountant. This was like my second year out of college. That was like big bucks for me at that time. And I remember getting commission checks back then in 2006, seven for $8,000, $12,000. And I remember, wow, this is so much money. This is so cool. Like I want to do real estate full-time. And in 2007, I did do real estate full-time. And I realized really quickly that when you become a full-time agent, you don't automatically get double or triple the deals. In fact, 
what happened to me, and I just didn't understand this, is I thought, well, I'll go full time. I'll get automatically get a ton more business. I was only getting a little bit more business than I was getting as a part-time agent. And this is something that I know that all of you can kind of like resonate with. Yes, there are some of you who are on the line. Maybe you're making, you know, $300,000 plus as an agent, but most agents, including myself, never do because it's really hard and, and just most don't make that much money, period. So what was happening with me is that I would get, you know, a couple big paychecks, 10,000, 15,000, 6,000, 5,000 all at once. I'd get a big chunk of money and then I'd have like nothing coming in. And we call that the real estate roller coaster, which is something that almost all agents go through. You don't know where your next deal is going to come from. And I struggled and I actually mentally struggled. I got, I had anxiety. I was always nervous. Like, you know, cause literally it's like, you're going to run out of money. It wasn't until I did my first investment deal. Remember that 13 camera nav, I made $115,000 on. So think about like getting checks of five and six and seven. And that's money that you need to live off of. Then I got that big check for 115,000. That changed my entire life, right? Cause I went from having no money in the bank to having enough money in the bank to say, okay, I don't need my next commission. I want it, but I don't need it. I also had money to reinvest back into my business, right? And that's all because of investing. But forgetting even about like that, like you do get big chunks of money when you invest, but it's also the passive income component, right? And so when you have rental properties or if you're a passive income investor, in deals, like people investing our deals and they get a really good return, you wake up on January 1st with a floor on your income. Like, okay, I've got, even if you only have $30,000 of passive income coming in, which by the way is pretty easy to achieve, the, the worst you're going to do is make $30,000 that year. That's a big difference between waking up as an agent that's just an agent and, oh, your floor is zero. In fact, Nope, I lied. Your floor is negative because you have to pay your MLS dues, potentially realtor dues. You got to pay all these other fees and dues and whatever. And um, and maybe that's only $5,000 a year, but you're starting the year negative $5,000 to start. Okay. Now, the other thing that I want all of you that are agents to think about is just long term. And I love working with clients. I like selling. I like you know, I like doing the activities that are selling and, um, you know, I sell from stage. I, I enjoy it, but we all know that, you know, there are times when you don't want to run every second for a client, right? And unfortunately, when you don't have investing income at all, you're always on demand for your clients. When you have a base, when you have a, say a 50, 60, $70,000 base, um, of passive income coming in. Now you don't have to work with some of those clients anymore. And I could keep going on and on, but there are so many reasons why agents not only should invest, it's not a should thing, it's a need to thing. You need to do it and you need to get educated. And one of the ways you can do it is by being on our live streams, being on our podcast, coming to our events and getting around other people that are doing it. So I could go on and on and on about that, but I, I want to cut that short because I do have a couple more questions and there may be more live questions. Um, 
So related to what I was just talking about, uh, over the past couple of weeks, I've been reaching out to some of the agents that either are still at my office or used to be at my office and starting investing. And I reached out to this guy named Greg. And he's, he was an agent at our company. He went to another company now, really good guy, young guy. Um, and um, I reached out to him because I knew he just he had just bought a multifamily in Boston, in the Boston area, like maybe a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And he hasn't been with the company for six months. So I said, hey, Greg, what's up, man? I reached out to him on Facebook Messenger and sent him a voice note. Say, hey man, how's it going? How's it going with that three family in um in Brockton? And he said, Great, great. And I said, Well, well, tell me about it. Give me like the financials. Like, you know, I'm not shy to ask for for money because I don't I don't see any reason why uh, money has to be secret, probably to a fault. But he said, Great. He said, I'm I'm, I'm positive fifteen hundred dollars. And I go, Oh, that's not that bad. And I go, so like, what are your living expenses? Because I'm thinking he lives in another property. He's like, no, no, I live for free and I'm positive $1,500 a month. So guys, think about that. One multifamily investment, three units. He lives in one unit, ranks out the other two. He lives for free and is positive $1,500 a month in cash flow, which really means he's probably positive you know, $3,500 a month because he's living in a $2,000 apartment for free. That's one investment. It's a game changer for him. It takes all the financial stress off of him. So he doesn't have to pay a monthly bill. Plus, he gets $1,500 a month basically allowance. So just a, you know, an agent investor success story. I know it's small, but it has a big impact. And um, I always say this to people like, don't look at what I'm doing. Not that I'm, you know, I am not, you know, the biggest investor, certainly. But if you're just starting out or you've got a couple of units, like don't look at what I'm doing and think that you need to be there. You can you can make serious progress without ha having a bunch of units, right? All right, so um, Again, type your comments in the, the question second, section. I've got just a couple other things to go over. Um, you know, I always tell people like, you know, obviously we're providing all of our content for free and I don't do coaching anymore. So I don't do paid coaching. I don't, you know, I don't want to take money from people. Um, I want to help as many real estate agents as possible. Of course, um, I am a really nice guy. But, you know, this is not a thousand percent altruistic. I, I, I've got four kids um, and I've got to support them. So I always tell people how you can help us. So one way that you can help us is by spreading the word, sharing the Agent Investor podcast, sharing the Agent Investor Facebook group. Um, if, you, if you think that there's an agent that can benefit from these messages, from this training, please, please, please share it. That'll help me. Um if you have deals, right? If you have deals in and around the greater Boston market, whether it's fix and flip, buy and hold, apartments, whatever, just shoot them over to me. Um, if they're off market, I'll look at anything off market, nothing on the MLS, everything off the MLS I'll look at. And of course, you know, we'll compensate. We'll figure out a way to make it work for everybody. Um, that's not, you know, something to do for free, but just think of me if there's anything that comes up. Um, we're always looking for capital partners for our bigger deals. 
If you know somebody who wants to invest in real estate, but doesn't want to do the work, they've got capital to invest. Um, you know, again, we can have a discussion with them to see if being a capital partner might be something that's mutually beneficial. Um, and there's, there's limitations to that as well. But if you know anybody, let us know. And, um, if you have any questions about joining the inner circle, I would encourage you all to book a meeting. Um, like I said, not going to sell you anything. I've got nothing to, um, to sell you on that call. We'll figure out what your goals are, whether or not being a part of the inner circle can help you. And we'll keep it you know, brief. Um, to schedule that call, you just have to go to agentinvestorinnercircle.com. Again, agentinvestorinnercircle.com. And um, to wrap, every Tuesday at 11 a.m., we will be live in our Facebook group. If you're, on the, if you're listening through the Agent Investor Podcast, you can keep listening non-live. It's okay. Um, I would encourage you, though, to be live so that you can get your questions answered. Um, so go to the Agent Investor Facebook group, www.agentinvestor.com. Request access. Be a part of the community. You know, when I ask a question, respond to it. Um, I want to grow this group. We've got 3,100 people as of today. There's 2 million real estate agents in the United States. All 2 million of them can benefit from either working with investors or being an investor themselves. So anything that you can do to spread the message, I would appreciate it. And again, any questions that you have, go in that Facebook group, ask them, and I'll, and I'll hit on them. I'll touch on them on the live stream. So I think um, we covered a lot today, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have more questions and things that you might be thinking about, but we're here. I'll help you in any way I can. Get into the group, participate in the group, and we'll go from there. So we'll be live again next Tuesday at 11 o'clock. And again, if you're listening to the Agent Investor Podcast, share that too. And you can share that by going to www.agentinvestorpodcast.com. Thank you guys for all your great questions. We got a great turnout today. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys again next week. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to the Agent Investor Podcast. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show and leave a review, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get free weekly education, strategies, and to connect with other agent investors across the country, join our free Facebook group at agentinvestor.com. Again, that's agentinvestor.com.